This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Good morning, everybody. I am Glenda Geek from Ocala, Florida. And I'm Jamie Jennings, and I'm in Norman, Oklahoma. You're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for January 22nd, episode 2604, brought to you today by Kentucky Performance Products. Good morning, horse people. It's Friday, and another weekend of riding is a few short hours away. Jamie and Glenn are here to help you make it through the day with some fun guests and some really bad ads. Enjoy the show. Oh, my God, Jamie, the Bernie memes. We all needed the Bernie memes this week. The entire (laughs) world needed the Bernie memes this week. And there were some clever horse people doing Bernie memes this week. Oh, my God, my favorite. (laughs) I cackled when I saw Bernie in the stretch run on Secretariat, 31 links ahead of the pack. He was riding at Rolex. He was watching at Rolex. He was, I mean, there were so many good He was a good judge ones. in a dressage arena, which is just perfect. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. There were some that were absolutely perfect. Some of the horse husband ones were great. Uh, I redesigned the HRN logo. I'll, I'll use it as our show notes picture for today uh, to include Bernie. It's the, the logo needed updating. It's more contemporary now. I did love that. I mean, I didn't love that. So many people were like, this is political. You shouldn't be posting stuff like this. This is funny. It's hilarious. And if you can't laugh about it, then you Bernie know what was it, laughing about it. I did check to see what his reaction I saw, was. I saw. He's like, I'm from Vermont, it's freaking cold. Yeah. <laughs> he said, We know and how to deal with the cold up here. <laughs> did you see that that those mittens that he was wearing were made by a Vermont school teacher? Did you know that? Yes, and apparently she now has more orders than she will ever know what to do with. She says they're no longer for sale. She wrote a <laughs> Jen Ellis wrote on Twitter. I'm flattered that Bernie Bernie wore them to the inauguration. Sadly, I have no more mittens for sale. There are a lot of great crafters on Etsy who make them. So go away. <laughs> Leave me alone. She's probably had requests for millions of them at this point. Uh, yeah, so that was great. I mean, we all needed that, right? Yeah, <laughs> it, it wasn't was political. Funny. It was Bernie. <laughs> you know, Bernie is political, but he seems like Bernie's become a cartoon character. Let's be real. <laughs> <laughs> well, I if you if you are offended by that, turn the show off because like yeah. <laughs> we don't do politics on this show. But and this is as political as we get. But I mean. Like, uh, if you can't laugh at that. Whew. I'm political now. Bernie's in our logo. That's it. <laughs> We're apparently, what party was he? I forgave and forget. He was independent at first or something. I don't know. I don't even know what party he was. That's how not political we are. So uh, anyway, Bernie is now part of us. Bernie's part of everybody after this week. Uh, it was very funny and very well I done, like Horse it. World, with some graphic ability. <laughs> I loved looking at him, and I was like, I have no idea how to do that. None. I would love to do that, but I just can't. <laughs> I don't know how. I, you know, I can do the simple stuff like what I did our logo with him, but I couldn't do the fancy stuff where he was in, you know, where they made it look fancy. I couldn't do that. Going down into the water yes. jump at Rolex. Yes. <laughs> there are some classic ones. All right. Uh, let's do some daily winnies. Oh, uh, today's show. Let's talk about that first. Uh, so on today's show, we have something very special that you did with Monty, right? I did. I got to, I got invited to be a part of Horsemanship Radio and be interviewed by Debbie and uh, sit with Monty and, and ch- chat about uh, thoroughbreds. So we're going to play that today, apparently. Yeah. Thanks, but, uh, Debbie, Debbie gave if us you permission want... to do that. So, um, and I know you really enjoyed it. We kind of turned the tables. They were interviewing you for a change. So, yeah, yeah. it was really neat. So uh, it was, it's, it's so special to be a part of that anytime the opportunity, uh, presents itself, but he's really proud of me. So I loved being a part of it. Are you kidding me? He was, he was, he was so complimentary and nice. And, and we, I, I don't know. I just, I, I'd love to be in a part of it. It was a big honor, and I'm really excited that we're going to play it. And if you guys don't listen, go listen to Horsemanship Radio. 
Force Awakens. He's on it like every episode. And if you've heard that already, then you can skip that part. We got a lot of other good stuff for you. We're going to be talking about today. Listen again, for God's sake. (laughs) We're going to be talking about how to break in new riding boots, everybody's favorite thing. Uh, We're also going to be doing some really bad ads. We have a lot of good ones of those today, too. So you want to hang around for the whole show. But let's start with some Daily Winnies. My Daily Winnie, of course, is one of these. Happy birthday, happy birthday, happy, happy birthday to you. <laughs> we have some auditors and some hosts with birthdays right now. Uh, auditors, Carrie Joe, Diane Lynn, Martha Coors, Lisa Cheeseman, and Tigger from Healthy Critters Radio, the host over there. So happy birthday to all of you. Poor Lucas. He's had a heck of a week. My son is seven years old and and he has his first girlfriend and she broke his heart. She broke up with him, Glenn. Mm. She just wasn't ready. You know, Mm. he like wanted to call her names and throw her out of the car. No, he's oh. very, very unhappy. And he apparently cried the whole day at school when she broke up with him. And she had her friends do it. And then, like, because that's, that's what you do when you're seven. Yeah. You're, <laughs> so her friends went up to him and they're like, Scout doesn't want to be your girlfriend anymore. And so, you know what? I'm First so all, proud of him. The fact that we're having girlfriends at that age is kind of disturbing, to be honest. I know. But it, you know what he did when, when they said that? He marched right up to her and said, Is this true? <laughs> I was like, Sounds like his go, mama. Buddy. I know. I was so proud. But he had a really, really, really tough time. So uh, if, if you didn't see the pictures, I, I told him, I said, the, the most important thing to do when you get broken up with, there's two things. Um, you need to dye your hair and buy new shoes. So <laughs> when you get broken up with, you dye your hair and you buy new shoes. That's what I always did. So uh, we went to the store and we got him a new pair of shoes and, and we bought some you hair really dye. Did. You did? You bought new shoes? Oh, yeah. Good. You got broken up with. You buy new shoes and you dye your hair. Like, what's? I don't see why this is a question. So I let him pick out whatever color he wanted, and he picked electric blue. So I dyed my son's hair electric blue. Chad's on a trip. Um, <laughs> Chad is not here. Uh, but, but of course, he thinks it's, he's like, whatever. It's fine. Um, but then his guinea pig died yesterday or day before Jeez, yesterday. Poor guy. <laughs> He's had such a horrible week. So He's I lost everything am, he loves in one week. <laughs> I mean, he's just a puddle of himself. You know, this too shall pass. But I now we have Rocky, who's by himself, and and you know, Snickers had quit eating and on all the things, and I kind of knew it was going to happen because he just. He'd gotten really thin and he, then he finally just quit eating. And so I wrapped him in a towel and I put him on the couch with Lucas, you know, and I let him sit with him and watch TV and he passed on the couch with Lucas oh, and it was no. really sad. Yeah, it was terrible. And so um, the problem is that we have one guinea pig that's by himself, Rocky. So Rocky needs a friend because you can't have a guinea pig alone. And now Rocky's not eating because Snickers isn't there. And I'm like immersed in this guinea pig drama. (laughs) And so, um, and by the way, Snickers passed of old age. He was quite old for a guinea pig. Um, And so we, I am currently on the hunt for a dang guinea pig, but it has to be a boy. And so far people in Oklahoma are like, yeah, I got a male. You can come get it. I'm like, where are you? Two and a half hours away. One way. I'm like, I'm not driving five hours for a male guinea pig. Of course, you know, I want to adopt one, but the rescue I contacted, we don't have any that'll fit your bill. We have some females and some bonded older male pairs. And I'm like, I can't get two. I can't. No, (laughs) I just need one. Preferably younger male guinea pig. Yeah, exactly. I don't need this again, like in two weeks. Like this is (laughs) drama enough. Anyway, so I'm on the hunt for a new male guinea pig, and I'll I'll keep you guys posted when it gets here. So which was worse, losing the guinea pig or the girl? Um, they were both equal cry fests. I'm really? not gonna lie, yeah. but he is now. He has patched well, that's it good up practice for later when he's gonna get exactly. dumped again. <laughs> I'm like, this is all. I'm like, all of these things are really good life lessons as a parent. I'm like, you know, he he saw something die. You know, and one of it something that he loved, and he was with it till the end. And and you know, the girl thing. That is going to happen. Yeah, right? many happen. more times. <laughs> many more times. So this is this is. I had good. a lot it's... of practice at that. I was yeah. always the one getting dumped. I was never the one doing the dumping. 
Really? So, oh, yeah. I was always getting dumped. Oh, yeah. poor Glenn. <laughs> I, was, I was never the one doing the dump. I don't know that I ever dumped anybody, to be honest. I think dump is harsh. Broke up. He got broken up with. <laughs> at, my... the, at what age does it become dumping? I don't know. I mean, I think dumping is when you have your friends go no, do it. Yeah, exactly. So it was dumping in this case, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it kind of was. But I won't or tell texting. him that. Isn't texting now really dumping too? Because that's kind of like having your friends do it. Gosh, I don't know. I, you know, I didn't have that problem. We didn't have text back then. So, I, I, you know, texting, I can't, I'm sure I, I'm sure I texted a few times <laughs> like this. Yeah, but I no. mean, it's boyfriend or you've gone out with a couple times. There's a line there too, right? About what's expected. If you've gone out a couple times, it's not expected to have a grand breakup. But I mean, if you've gone, it been, you know, been dating and living together for two years. <laughs> you don't have to have the talk if you've only gone out to dinner a yeah, few times. Exactly. You just kind of like stop answering texts. You, you know, them, like right? <laughs> ghost them. Yeah, that's yeah. what I, I always did. I always said that. Like I was, advertisers I, that I, you know, that I've been talking to for a while, all of a sudden stop talking to me. You know, oh, you know, oh. potential advertisers. That, that's 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 the same thing, right? I, mean, I feel like you need to go to therapy, much like Chrissy Teigen. I do. I need to go with <laughs> Chrissy Teigen. That's exactly right. She need you guys need each other. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about that in a second. First, I, I want to make an announcement uh, that uh, American Horse Publications is doing its fifth equine industry survey. Horse owners who live in the United States are, that are 18 years of age or older and currently own or manage at least one horse are invited to complete the survey by March 30th. We would love all of you listening to go do that. The study is anonymous. It means that no one, not even members of this research team, will be able to cross-reference and find you. Uh, and when the so, uh, results are tallied. Uh, we'll we'll give out the results, but they do this every couple of years. It's uh, I put up link. It's a long link, so I'll put a link in the show notes. Just go to the show notes and please go take the survey. Also, I have a special announcement. Uh, I I know that you would rather move out of Oklahoma back to Atlanta, where you you know grew up. Well, you have the opportunity to do that at a really nice farm right now because Dwayne the Rock Johnson is selling his Atlanta multi million dollar equestrian estate. Does that mean that they're not doing any more Jumanjis? Because they filmed all those in Atlanta. Well, he bought so. this last year. I don't know why he's selling it already, but he's taking a $1.5 million loss. Uh, he's putting That's it up. peanuts for him. <laughs> I know. He's putting it up for sale for $7.5 million. He paid nine a year ago. It's uh, it's uh, it's a eight-bedroom spread. has a library, a wine cellar, a backyard with a salt salt water pool, as you would expect, a cabana. Also has a 12-stall barn with a riding arena, a viewing deck, a 150-year-old farmhouse uh, that's serving as a caretaker's cottage. Uh, so it's. I saw pictures of it. It's a very nice place, as you would expect. It's a very, very nice place. Oh my nice God, place. it is dreamy. It must be an <laughs> Alpharetta, because that's where all of the, the big money horse farms and Houses, it, rich it doesn't people. Say, houses. I didn't see exactly where it was. It doesn't say. That's why I was guessing. Alpharetta. Did you see the aerial view? The house is just. <laughs> oh, I'm drooling right now. I mean, the house is half the property. Yeah, it's so huge. It's huge. The and house I started is thinking huge. like the pavement, just the pavement alone of that place. Oh my god, the long windy driveway that had to. I mean, geez, Louise, this place is amazing. Yeah, it's it it is it is amazing. So if you want that, uh, we'll put a link to that too. You can go buy that and invite us up, and we'll do the show there. Uh, let us know. Uh, but we're going to talk about breaking and riding boots uh, right after this word from Kentucky Performance Products. No words can describe the depth of the bond between a horse and his person. A kiss at the gate just before you turn him out. The soft touch of his muzzle on your hand as he scoops up the treat out of your palm. The warmth of his body under your legs as you saunter bareback across the pasture. The beat of his hooves as you gallop in perfect rhythm cross country. The sensation of flying as you clear the oxer. The sense of peace that comes over you as you walk together down the quiet trail. The sound of him contently eating his dinner. The feel of his warm, soft coat under your hand. The feeling you get when it's just you and your horse. It's why we do what we do at Kentucky Performance Products. This feeling is brought to you by Equijewel. Fight back against an energy crisis that can impact condition and performance. Equijewel is a high-fat, low-starch and sugar formula that was developed to safely meet the energy needs of your horse. 
The horse that matters to you matters to us. And of course, you can find Kentucky Performance Products on their Facebook page as well. They put lots of helpful information over there about horse nutrition and things. So just search for Kentucky Performance Products on Facebook. All right. So I saw this article in Horse and Hound. It's how to break in new riding boots. And they said uh, this was prompted by the whole Chrissy Teigen thing. Can I... I I'm the one usually following celebrities and reporting on that, but I kind of got lost this week and everything else going on. What what was happening with Chrissy Teigen? Okay, so Chrissy Teigen is the wife of John Legend, and uh, she's also a former model, and I got uh, now she's a host of TV shows and um, a pretty powerful woman. But she had a she was pregnant, and she had a miscarriage, and uh. so she was really struggling October of last year after experiencing complications, suffered the loss. And then uh, she basically said that, let's see, let me find the exact quote. She tweeted out a picture of her, of, of a horse laying in a stall. And it says, my therapist says that I need something that I do just for me as I have absolutely nothing currently. LOL. Today begins my journey into the horse world. I hope this dude likes me. He's so handsome and he appears lazy. I love why and I saw there was some controversy where she was getting picked on. What was what was I didn't uh, like uh, there's like all these people. You you what are you talking about? You have nothing. It's a pandemic. People can't even put food on the table. All of these horrible things. And like you're so rich and you can afford horses, but the rest of us are just suffering and struggling uh, and all these. So the usual so she, troll stuff. Yeah, 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 all the troll stuff. And so she wrote back, a lot of you misinterpreted the tweet, and I guess that's on me. I didn't say I have nothing. I said I have nothing just for me. A combo with a therapist, a hobby, because I lost a baby and I'm figuring myself out and I didn't buy a horse, but oh my God, what if I did? Like, and again, <laughs> you don't have to be a bazillionaire to have a horse. Like you don't have to be Chrissy Teigen, a former model married to a complete musical genius to be, to be a, a, a horse owner. Obviously that's why we're all here, you know? So uh, I, I, I don't know. I felt bad for her. I, I feel like though, the one thing that did go wrong, uh, there were pictures of her in her new riding outfit. Uh, whoever was advising her what to buy should have recommended half chaps and not tall boots to get started. I'm just Bless saying. her heart. I watched that video <laughs> just... of her trying to get the boots. Oh my, I was like, what am I watching? And then I'm like, Oh my God, that's Chrissy Teigen. Okay. Yeah. Let's, uh, maybe half chaps would have been better. <laughs> She's like rolling around on the floor <laughs> they're trying to massage the boots and everything and so uh, i feel like somebody like didn't custom make these correctly or no, something she went to the store and bought them my job when we had the tag shop was to help women try on boots the problem with horse women try and you know who the hell you are so you can't deny this um the problem with women trying on boots is they always tell you a size too small for some reason, women don't want to have big feet or big thighs, so they tell you smaller. And Ew, I'm would... there trying to stuff this boot on. And this is pre-zipper boot days. Zipper boots just came out when we had our shop. So, you, yes, there was a time before zipper boots. Uh, and you ha and I'm there pulling. And, and then getting them off is a freaking nightmare <laughs> because you basically put – it's like a sausage. You know, you've, you've stuffed your leg in there because you told me the size it was too small and you refused to try on the bigger size. And can you tell I'm holding some – you know, God, this I'm in. just letting you go. <laughs> so you, 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 it was a freaking nightmare. Take an hour to get the boot off. And then we have to go up to the bigger size anyway, which if you just told me, instead of lying to me, because you're conscientious about your calf size, I wouldn't have had that problem. So anyway, a uh, little, little touchy about I guess so. I, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> Although I have been one of those girls that had to stuff her feet into boots because you're a hunter and you have to look the part. Um, now I'm, I don't care. Thank God for anymore. zips. When zips came out, I was so excited. Yes. <laughs> I, so I love excited. my zipper boots. I do. I do. I but do. even then, you'd try and <laughs> zip them up and you couldn't get them zipped up and they'd go, well, maybe I could have the zipper expanded. No, let's go to the next size Just up. Just get let's the next dang <laughs> size. Yeah. Well, All right. So yeah, this article was article, pretty good yeah. about breaking in new riding boots. So let's let's see if you and, agree with a lot of this. And I did just get a new pair of, they're not riding boots, but they're the tall boots that you you know all the adventures wear. Oh um, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I got them. Yeah. So, so let's let's hear. Wear them around the house. We that was one of the things I used to recommend. I used to say, look, you need to wear these all the time. Uh, so wear them around the house. 
I don't mm-hmm. know if people did or not, but uh, heat up the leather with a hair dryer, then stuff newspapers or boot trees to widen them. We would also recommend doing that. I don't know if it worked, but I would recommend doing that. Uh, we do recommend boot trees. That's one of the things on the list. If you do not, I don't care how old your tall boots are, you should have something stuffed in them when you're not using them. Okay, uh, I'm failing on that one. Go ahead. You don't going. put anything in them? They sit on a shelf. I go down the bar, I put them on a ride, I take them off, I put them back on the, the shelf. It's just they tend to sag without doing anything in there. Oh, I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> uh, walk up and down the stairs multiple times. You know, think that's happening. But, I mean, it probably would work because then you're bending your foot. Because where do you have the most trouble? At your ankle, right? That's where most people on the back of their ankle uh, is where you get the rub marks and all that stuff. So basically you could hair dry, blow dry the back of the heels and then stand on the stairs. Because I always recommended that people stand on the the, stair and like press their heels down to stretch their their heels so it's not so uncomfortable. So you could do that with the problem, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you have your own uh, magical remedies, let us know. Um, uh, if they are cutting you behind the knee, that's the other spot people just get tortured and oh, need God, to drop so a bit. Uh, heel lifts are great for this. And, and I have seen that work sometimes, but sometimes it was just, it's too, if you're short, you probably have this problem, the boots are too tall. And then they do cut you behind the knee. That's... Yes, yeah. I've had that problem. Yeah, that's a hard one. Uh, riding in them a few times a week can help soften them. We well, have yeah, no kidding. <laughs> that's a no kidding one right there. Um, if they're tight to pull on, try wearing tights or pop socks as they are made from slippery material. What are pop socks? Is that an English term for something? I don't know. I got to Google pop socks. Yeah, I don't know what pop socks are. That was because this is a horse and hound, so it's a might be a British term. Uh, stand on the edge of a step or the bottom of the stairs, f- facing up, and drop your heels. That's what you were talking about. To kind pop of pop socks them. is a short uh, t- type of short knee high stocking with an elasticated top. Oh, so they don't so come. Yes, yeah, so they stay in place. Yeah. Um, be very generous with the leather conditioner. Another thing we would talk, we would ask, uh, tell them to do. That helps soften them up. Um, place boot trees in your boots. We talked about that. Apply a boot stretch spray. We used to sell this. I guess it worked. Um, we used to sell the boot spray, but I don't know if it really worked or not, to be honest. Um, try riding a bike in your new boots. Oh, yeah. God. I can't even ride a bike in regular shoes. <laughs> The problem I would have here is, you know, the one side that has the chain that if you're riding with long pants, it gets full of grease. I don't know. I don't want to be touching the grease on my boots uh, from the chain. I guess it would work, though, because that action is the same kind of action you need to break it in. But I think you're still going to get the blisters. If you're suffering from blisters or want help to prevent them occurring in the first place, wrap your legs with elastic bandage such as vet wrap. Have you ever done that? I would think that would take up more space and then cause, I don't know. It would. That's a crap. I don't know but if you're going to... just gonna... get some bigger boots. You're not, <laughs> you're not going to die. You know what? You're not going to get second place because your boots were a touch tighter. I do looser think than... they're making them a little softer now, too, than they did back then. I think the leather's a little better. Yeah, technology has really improved in equestrian clothing over the past because <laughs> I just remember being tortured as a child because I grew up showing hunters. I showed hunters until I was 19. And, oh, my God, like... The amount of torture. And then the riding pants were like that polyester, thick, heavy yes. material, rust colored. And it was just so hot in Atlanta. I just remember being just, just, oh, riding I mean, pants were awful. why did I Taylor do Taylor Sportsman, too. If you rode hunters, you had to wear Taylor Sportsman. It was the only kind you're allowed to wear. <laughs> was, I know, but I never could afford them. I know, because so. they were like $200 and everything else was 100 my mom was like, I'm not paying that for a pair of pants. But wasn't that the thing, though? You had to wear Taylor Sportsman. It oh, was yeah. like the only one. I think you still do. Is it still Taylor Sportsman? I figured yeah. maybe they'd branched out a bit since then. <laughs> so if you have your magical way of breaking in tall boots, let us know. We'll add, it, we'll add it to our list here. And it was on Horse and Hound. I'll put a link to it in the show notes in case you're going through that right now. And oh, Chrissy. Send that article to Chrissy. Because I am so good at following through at what I say... And now it's time for today's equestrian, who knew, fact of the day. 
two days in a row. Aren't you proud? I haven't forgotten wow. yet. Oh, this is like a segment that actually lasted more than one episode. I'm so proud <laughs> of you. But for those who don't know, Glenn always has these great, brilliant ideas for new segments of the show, and then he totally forgets about them, like the next episode. So um, let's. I just let's broke my own get. record. I have a second one now. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> so my fact of the day is: I thought seeing we had a new president, it would take a look back at our first president. Did you know that George Washington was an avid fox hunter and that he had his own pack of hounds? But one of his favorite war horses was named Nelson. Nelson was born around 1763 and was 15 years old by the time he got to George. Uh, in 1778, Thomas Nelson of Virginia learned that uh, Washington was having trouble finding a replacement for his horse he'd been riding, and he sent this horse over to General Washington as a gift. And while he was in New York, Washington in turn then named a horse after his friend, and that's how he got the name Nelson. Washington preferred to ride Nelson during the war over his other horse, Blueskin, uh, because Nelson was less skittish during cannon fire, which is kind of important when you're the general, I think, and also gunfire. So Nelson was the better of the two, had not startling during battle and taking off, which would be embarrassing, especially if you're running toward the enemy. Uh, in addition, Washington chose to ride Nelson on the day of uh, the British Army uh, surrendered. So that was during uh, Yorktown in Virginia. So he was riding Nelson at the time that Lord Cornwallis surrendered in Yorktown. And according to two sources, Nelson was no longer ridden after the war. He lived out his days in the stable down there at the Mansion House Farm uh, and was kind of a celebrity and apparently pampered. He died at Mount Vernon, and his death was reported uh, uh, to George Washington during the Christmas season of 1790, and he was 27 years old. So he was a war horse, uh, lived through the whole war, and uh, turned out to live to a ripe old age of 27. Okay, this math is not adding up, because... Okay, so he was, Nelson was 15 when he met George. Okay, okay, he was born in 63, but then didn't meet till 78, right. and, then and then he died, died in 90. 90. So, okay, yep. gotcha. All right, I was just, I want to find fault in your facts. <laughs> both of them, I've tried to, I'm trying, like, you're making that up. You found that at Wikipedia, somebody's already edited it. Actually, no, I, I found this on the Mount Vernon website. So I, w I went on the Mount Vernon website, and they had all about his different horses. I was surprised how much they had about the horses on the website. Uh, but yeah, so there's a little bit of knowledge about our first president. I will poke holes in one of your <laughs> facts here soon. Well, I know you're trying, so that's why I made sure I actually uh, put some effort <laughs> into it. <laughs> Uh, you know, speaking of saddles and different things and tech, are you looking for an affordable saddle in 2021, one that will last a lifetime? Then consider one of the many styles of Wintech saddles. They are host approved here at Horse Radio Network. Wintech has always made riding easy and comfortable. Matter of fact, the first saddle I ever rode in was a Wintech saddle. They combine world-leading innovations and high-tech materials in lightweight, weatherproof, and easy-care saddles. With the Wintech Easy Change Gullet System, this saddle will fit almost any horse. A saddle so light, tacking up is simply a breeze and cleaning up is a matter of running the hose over it. That's why it's used at I almost... I've never actually cleaned in my Wintech, ever. You know you can. You just put it on the fence and hose it down. That's how you well, clean it. I mean, whatever. You're too lazy to even do that. Uh, dressage, jumping, all purpose, and many more. Check out the styles at WintechSaddle.us. WintechSaddles.us. And under the saddle, you're going to put one of Jamie's favorite saddle pads. Eco Gold saddle pads. They're engineered to keep the horses back comfortable while keeping the saddle in place for a safe, competitive ride. They have impact protection through the seat, ultra thin flaps, providing the rider with better communication and a more stable riding position. Available in both English and Western styles. Shop the entire collection at ecogold.ca. That's ecogold.ca. All right, let's get to the interview that you gave. You didn't do this one. You gave to Debbie Laux from Horsemanship Radio and Monty Roberts. Uh, and uh, I haven't heard this yet, so I'm excited to hear it. Uh, and this, of course, Horsemanship Radio, you can find on the Horse Radio Network. It's a show that's been around for about five years. It's a terrific show. Debbie does a great job. And Debbie is Monty's daughter, by the way. She does a great job hosting the show. They talk about everything horsemanship. And it's it, you really need to add it to your list of podcasts to listen to. It comes out twice a month, so it's not too much. You can add it to your portfolio podcasts. Let's take a listen. 
Today, we have Jamie Jennings, Monty Roberts Certified Instructor and a Certified Trainer in Oklahoma. And we have Monty Roberts, the man who listens to horses. And actually, he's writing his next book, too. Something about the horses listening back. So we're excited to have them on today to talk about the transition horse programs and those that are adopting them. Well, welcome back. I have a dynamic duo on the line this morning. And if you guys read about this podcast, you will know that I've got Monty Roberts and Jamie Jennings, both of, uh, well, I would call them podcasting fame at this point, but we've got them here for another reason. Hi, Jamie. Where are you hailing today? Hello, Debbie and Monty. I am uh, in Oklahoma, in Norman, Oklahoma. Fought off some rain, been trying to like, you know, the glamorous life of post rain mud stall mucking cleanup, you know, that's what we do. Aren't you glad we brought you inside for just a few minutes <laughs> at least to talk to? Yeah. It's a nice break. <laughs> it's a nice break. And Monty, we've got you at home. You're at Flag is Up Farms in Solvang, California, right? Beautiful sunshine, about 70 degrees or so. So mean. It's absolutely gorgeous. We need rain. <laughs> we do need some of that rain. We need some of that Oklahoma rain. Well, I brought you both on today to kick off our new year. This is our first episode, episode 175 of 2021. And I know a lot of people said good riddance to 2020, but I say good riding. There's been a lot happening in the horse world in 2020. And a big part of the conversation are transition horses. And I know both you are responsible, both of you, for really changing the conversation in OTTB, off-the-track thoroughbred um, transition horses. We're not calling them rescue horses now because they're just changing their vocations. And Jamie, I you know we've talked to you throughout the year about the success you've been having with Horse and Hound, which is a an operation that's been out there in Oklahoma for a long time now. But give us a little catch-up of how you finished your year. Oh my gosh, what a banner year. If you would have told me at the beginning of the year that we would have been pushing to have a goal of 100 horses adopted off the track. Now, let me let me back up and say that most horses that come off the track are not rescues. They're just they've been really well taken care of for the most part. They just don't have any further training. Now, a lot of the horses that go to horse and hound also have some other issues. So some of them are more of rescue types and some of them are directly off the track. So, uh, but all the, the common denominator is all of them have, you know, that are all thoroughbreds and most of them have raced. Um, so did I expect to be pushing for a hundred adoptions? Absolutely not. The average adoptions of horse and hound rescue foundation in Guthrie, Oklahoma, they usually do 30 to 35 a year. So, I mean, over triple the normal amount. And I do credit a lot of it. I mean, so much I wouldn't even be involved if it weren't for the right horse in the ASPCA to give a grant to them and say, hey, let's see if training these horses makes them more adoptable. And that is the task that I got, fortunately, because I am the only certified Monty Roberts instructor in the middle of the country. Mm -hmm. um, I was close and I had actually met them because I had adopted a horse that I took to the thoroughbred makeover over and watched my progress. And when they got this grant, uh, Nelda Kettles from Horse and Hound called me and said, we'd like to get involved with, with you. And I was like, well, what do you, what do you want of these horses? What would you like them to do? Would you like me to keep one horse for a month or one horse for a few days? Like what is kind of the, the goal? And she's like, you know what, if we can get horses being videoed walk, trot, canter, maybe jumping, maybe on a trail ride or something. And they have had enough training to be able to do that. They are much more adoptable with people being able to see visually where they are now and where they can go in the yeah. future. So that is, that's kind of been my goal. And it is I wouldn't work with just any rescue organization. These people are amazing. Everything is 100% transparent, super honest. I remember when I was going to pick out my makeover horse, I was like, oh, that, I mean, you know, with my goals of three-day eventing, I'm like, oh, I like that one. She's like, no, 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 that one's got a knee. You don't want that one. Oh, well, let's go. This is like this collection. She's just super honest, which I found really refreshing. Yeah. So as an organization to get involved with, 
you know, we sign a, a, an integrity clause when you become a Monty Robert certified instructor. And that was really important to me. And keeping that going is really important. So working with this organization, I felt like they're kind of along the same lines. And man, what a year, a hundred horses. And as of January 6th, we've already adopted two. Really? Oh yes. Gosh, this is new news. That's, I know. Breaking great. news. <laughs> <laughs> that is great. And, you know, and I think, you know, in, a, in the midst of a year that was just so crazy, it's such a great vote of confidence by people in horses, too. You know, it shows that they've they've maybe done a life balance moment in their thinking about how much work and how much play that they want to have. They've always wanted to have horses and maybe this is their moment. But but what disciplines are they going into, Jamie? What are people doing with these horses? Oh my gosh, a little bit of everything. You know, in, in Oklahoma here, Western sports are very prevalent, you know, so there's some horses that people will contact me like, Hey, do you think that'll be a play day horse for my daughter? Or somebody wanted, I mean, I've adopted them out. Some horses with oscillates and big legs and big ankles and former injuries that are going to go be trail horses. And I just sent one, the one that got adopted yesterday is going to go up to Michigan to be a hunter. And I've sent out event horses and a dressage horse. I sent a dressage horse to California, all yeah. the way to California, <laughs> not, not right. too far from you guys. And the horse came from my farm. So I'm really pleased to say that I'm, that's the thing about the thoroughbreds, Debbie. They can do everything. everything. Yeah. Yeah. Now, wait a minute. I heard breaking news too, is that you're keeping for yourself. I may yeah. have had to keep one. <laughs> I did. So, so many come to the barn. I think I've, I mean, numbers are in the sixties or seventies of one that I've actually put my hands on in the past, you know, probably 15, 16 months. And I fall in love with all of them. Yeah. You know, I mean, I just love them all for the, the way that they are. But this one in particular, he's a little gray horse, teen hands. And I don't know. There's something I think that happens and, and Monty can probably, I don't know if he'll attest to this or not. Cause he's not an emotional girl, but he, he put his head in my chest and he leaned he up against me and he closed his eyes and he went, <sighs> I like, he was like, okay, here you are. And I just fell in love with him and he's, he's three and he's got a lot to learn and he's right off the track and he's nippy and he's just silly, you know, but he's, uh, he just stole my heart. So I had to take him. So now I'm the proud owner of a, of three-year-old off the track thoroughbred and a Mustang. Yeah. <laughs> and he's gray. And what's his name? Well, his name on the track was, it doesn't even make sense. Real of it. Okay. Real of it. So most everything here on my farm is my, I let my seven-year-old name, uh, all the horses. So his name is Parker as in Peter. He's Spider-Man. Oh, perfect. <laughs> perfect. I love it. I love it. So, um, Monty, is, is she right to choose her horse that way? Is what? <laughs> is Jamie right to choose her horse that way? It loves me, Monty. Yeah. No, of course she's not right. <laughs> <laughs> But, but that's what we all do. Yeah. Uh, you know, I have one right now that I fell in love with way back uh, before her career on the racetrack. And now she's coming back to me. And why did I fall in love with her? I don't know. She she told me that she really needed me to to love her and to take care of her and be there for her when she was in need. And at this moment in time, she is at need because her racing career is over. So, of course, it's not right to express all that emotion to a flight animal, for crying out loud. But we do it, and Mother Nature must have said at some point in time it's right to do, or we wouldn't be so apt to do it. Yeah. Well, there is something about the flight animal and wanting to trust someone. And I guess when they find you, meaning the person yeah. they chose, yeah, then they're happy. Yeah, and the innocence of the flight animal, uh, they mean no harm to anybody. And, and also the needs of the flight animal. You know, when we first discovered horses and what they could do for us, uh, they were doing fine in the middle of Africa. Uh, on the big grassy plains, and um, 
when we pulled them off of their planes and put them to work, uh, they became animals of need. They, they needed certain things, oftentimes that were too selfish to give them. Mm. That's true. And we, you know, I think that's part of the appeal is that they, they do need us just as much as we need them. And we learn, we, it's a lifelong journey of learning how to take care of our horses. So tell us a little bit about this horse that's coming in today, our romance and how you fell in love with her, how she needed you. Well, I was asked to go to a yearling sale a couple of years ago, and I selected this filly for a client of mine because of her confirmation and her attitude and and her athletic ability walking over the ground and stuff like that, which is about all you have to choose a horse for. Mm-hmm. And I, I chose her, and then he sent her back with me to my farm, and oh, was she packed with energy. She was the most energetic young thoroughbred I think I ever had on this farm and it so happened that at night she was running races in her box stall (laughs) and uh in the morning we were doctoring skin places on the legs and nobody could figure out how she was injuring herself quite so often but um my guy said she just runs and plays and kicks and uh has fun all night long just so energetic and uh I sat there with her one night for quite a while and watched her attitude toward what was going on in her environment. And I decided that she was looking for a friend. Mm -hmm. And so I got on the phone the next morning and uh, we got a pygmy goat. Mm -hmm. And of course I named him Amigo. And (laughs) we made a little pen in the corner of his stable and we put two stalls together and we made a little pen there so that she couldn't hurt him because he was tiny and uh, she could have hurt him. And so we made this pen in the corner and, and he stayed in there and then they could reach over. The horse could reach over the top of the pen. It was only about two and a half, three feet high and could it could reach over the top and sort of nuzzle one another, you know. And And so they were together in that thing, in that confinement for about two nights and the third morning they went in and the goat had gotten out of the pen and was running around under the legs of this filly and they called me and I went down there and they said what do you want to do Do you want to you know raise the pen up uh, whatever put a top on it or what and I said let me watch them for a while well I have to tell you that there has not been a time when our romance has ever stepped on Amigo. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was right then that way. He was so safe with her. It was unbelievable. And he would bleat the whole time when she went out to do her work on the yeah. track. And then when they came back, she got a shower and he got a shower. <laughs> and then she was hot walked and Amigo walked between her legs as she was hot walked. I mean, it was unbelievable. How do you have a goat walking between the hind legs or let's say between the legs front and back of a horse as it's being walked in the yard and not get it injured. And, and our romance could jump and kick and buck, uh, like she was very ambitious and Amigo never got hit, never got injured in any way. And he's coming back with her back he went to the track with her and they've they started off with a double stall like you said here but eventually moved down to a regular size stall and that goat just stays in and like dad said she literally never steps on this goat she knows where he is at all times have you ever jamie had a, a horse that needed a companion animal before well i was fortunate enough to be there when our romance first got her goat and yeah, I, I mean, you would the guys would lead our romance out into the yard, and that goat was running and jumping and bucking and playing and running away and coming back and going underneath her belly, and and she did. I would have thought she would have panicked had the right. when the goat ran off, and no, she just okay. That's like 
you know, it was like her, her baby and yeah. it would come back and they were fine. Uh, you know, I haven't had to get a goat, but I think it's probably because my husband would leave me if he oh. came home and there was a goat <laughs> in the barn. I've tried lots of things, but I, I'm smarter, smarter than to try that. You know, it is interesting when she comes back, I'll be interested to hear what you do, Monty, because I find that these horses and the life that they're living at the track, that's very routine, very methodical, very much unemotional, uh, you know, get the horse to do its job, put it back, rub its legs, give it a shower, whatever, all of the things that, that they do, there's not a lot of human connection with the horse and the human that's handling it typically. So when the horses come to me and, and I was going back to where the horse put his head on my chest, you know, he loves me, he needs me. Well, you know what? The first thing I do when I get him here is I give him about an hour and I take each one of them to the round pen and I do a join up. And I swear to you, Debbie, it's like those horses are so relieved for their whole entire life. Nobody has ever spoken their language back to them. And that's what you're doing when you're, when you're, when you're doing a join up with a horse is you're, you're speaking, you're finally, finally, somebody's talking to me the right way. And all of a sudden you have a horse that goes, Oh, okay. And it's like, they just go, okay, I'm safe here. And they just immediately go from like a 10 to a two, you know, it's, it's just like, so I really feel like I didn't mean to like personify your anthropomorphize this horse, but like, I feel like they all have a sense of relief when they're being worked with in a fair way that, that is in their language. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I suppose one of the most important things about this conversation, Debbie, is that virtually all of my adult life, and I'm 85, going on 86, and virtually all of my adult life, I've been involved in the horse racing industry and the horse industry in general. And at no time did I ever realize the number of horses that are looking for a home after some career like racing. And that oftentimes they're just loaded on a truck and sent to the killers and they become dog food. And oftentimes, but I mean a very large percentage of those horses, could easily have another very satisfying life doing something entirely different than what they did on the track, but in fact causing people to be very happy with them. And I don't think the average person on the face of this earth realizes that there is that dearth of incredible animals out there that really could use a job and we we have not paid that much attention to them when i see the millions and millions of horses that we have in the united states now way more than we ever had when horses were our only form of transportation there's way more horses now than then and oftentimes almost all the time these horses that are retired from the track have another good 9, 10, 12 years of doing something that's very beneficial to us as human beings and becoming more familiar with the flight animal and raising children so that they understand the needs of animals and learning to ride, which is a valuable commodity in the face of this modern day we have it learning to ride a horse and stay safe around horses is extremely valuable so i i was the biggest thing about this conversation is how surprised i was when they started shipping these horses in that needed relocation and me saying wow that is a good one that is a good one that is a good one over and over again look at this if I had this horse when I was 25 years old, I'd be asking 15000 18000 20000 for this horse because it could probably jump or it could probably do a hunter routine or it could probably run a barrel race or something or just ride the trails and, and be nice and quiet. There is a huge surprise out there for everybody that's on this radio today that there are more of these horses available 
whatever you could imagine. And you have choices. You can go and find the one you want. You can get the color you want. You can get the attitude that you want. It's unbelievable, you know, the, 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 the numbers of horses that are out there. And I'm so proud that Debbie has taken up this opportunity and, and we've followed Jamie through this because it certainly surprised me how quickly Jamie went into those 50, 60, 70 horses and now 100 horses already put uh, with families. It's absolutely incredible. And I, I, I'm so proud of it. And I, I'm also proud of her realizing that join up is that connection with the horses that allow the horses to find a new friend or to find a new way to live in the in the partnership with human beings as opposed to you know being a slave to a human being yeah that's right that's right well what i love about you two is that you start with your foundation of just relating to the horse, just assessing the horse and figuring out what this horse is all about and letting the horse figure us out when the horses land on your property. But but there's a whole routine I know that you guys go through beyond that assessment too. And I think we don't have time to explore it all today, but I think people should go on your websites. Jamie, your Facebook page is Flyover Farms. Yeah, Flyover Farm, Jamie Jennings Certified Monty Roberts Instructor. Mm. It's a lot. <laughs> well, yeah, but you know, it's distinct. So you, people will find you and, and you have some wonderful video up there of your, your stages as you go through with these horses. So people can learn a little bit about what you do and, and look for horses there. I mean, the best thing, the, the most important person on this interview really is the person who is interested in adopting one of these horses and figuring out what's good for them and talking to people, talking to Jamie, talking to Monty about what's appropriate for what they're looking for and getting these horses back in action, which is really the exciting part. So there's, there's our website is montyroberts.com forward slash adopt, and you could go there. There's also myrighthorse.org. So the ASPCA, the Right Horse uh, Initiative Program, puts out a website called myrighthorse.org, and you can go there and shop horses, which is really fun. But I advise you also get on the phone with these trainers and, and ask more and more about them so you get the right horse, too, for whatever level you're looking for, whatever occupation the listener is listening for. So. But I'm so happy that you guys are kicking off another year, that you're committed to more horses coming through the Transition Horse Program. I'm just really glad for horses that you guys exist. So thanks for being on. Mm, thank you. You're welcome. And I'm happy to do this. If you've got a big coat, you can stay warm. Go see Jamie. If you want some nice sunshine, come to California and see the horses here. I'm on my way, Monty. <laughs> Thanks, you guys, for joining us on Horsemanship Radio. Pay it, I say pay attention. If you ain't met one by now, you're bound to sooner or later. He says one thing and he means another, but hey, he can't help it. He's a horse trader. Horse trading. Well, it's a laissez-faire. Let the buyer beware. Horse trading. They tell a low-down lie with a sincere stare. Horse trading. Well, if they're talking in circles and the deal ain't square, he's a master in the fine art of persuading. Horse trading. That's right. It is time for Really Bad Ads, that time of the week when our listeners submit ads that they find on Facebook, Craigslist, or someplace, and we just have a little bit of fun with them. And uh, we have some prizes every month, and those prizes are provided by Horselovers.com. For all of your equestrian needs, 110,000 products over at Horselovers.com, and something is always on sale. They provided these wonderful products for this month. That's right. We got the Wolfwear Smart Tenon Boot, retail $105, designed to offer flexible protection for the tendon. They're ventilated and flexible, breathable, and have Fetlock location technology for secure fit and increased ventilation. Suitable for show jumping, dressage, and general schooling, right up to top level competition. The Wolfwear Smart Tendon Booth, worth $105. Also, a Da Vinci Bridal and Reigns, and you can take your pick from the ones they have in stock. Uh, da Vinci 
Dimenci combines classical design, quality, and style. Dimenci bridles, stirrups, martingales, stirrup leathers, and all the other kinds of tack. They make it all. Uh, it's really toward the English side of the equestrian equation. Dimenci tack will set you above the competition with raised and flat leather designs, anti-slip technology, and stainless steel hooks. That's a value of $100. And- Oops, and finally, we have the Weatherbeta Green Tech Turnout worth $279. The Weatherbeta, I'm going to read it like, um, I'm going to read it like I'm a game show host. Okay. <laughs> okay. The Weatherbeta Green Tech 900D Detachinec Medium has been created using recycled plastics for outer and lining, meaning each rug saves over 340 plastic bottles from going into the ocean or a landfill. And the way we have made it uses far less energy, over 50% less, featuring a waterproof and breathable 900 denier PCR outer, a strong 150 denier diamond wave lining PCR fabric, and Detachinec style for versatility utility and a traditional side gusset for natural movement the quick clip front closure offers maximum adjustability with low twin cross or singles large tail flap board protection and removable adjustable leg straps that's right people that can be yours the weather beat a green tech turnout worth 279 dollars very well done very well done. i'm gonna take a nap now <laughs> uh, so everybody that submits an ad gets an entry and at the end of the month we pull names and we have winners of all of those terrific prizes which we'll do here in a couple of weeks uh, but we don't always have time to get to all the ads and the following people submitted ads but didn't get in this month we have adrian and kayla and jessica and d and brooklyn and kaylee Y'all, you're entered but we just didn't have time to get to all the ads so if you submit your own ad and read it yourself then you get double the entries and diane did that so let's take a listen Hi, everybody. It's Diane from Washington. I found a really bad ad for an English saddle on Offer Up. I'll start by describing the picture. It is definitely a very old saddle, and it's definitely used. It's not in the nicest of condition, but it's not in the worst. It's just kind of in the middle. This is their description. An old English saddle that we just don't use anymore. Still works perfect. Doesn't have stirrups or girth, or any other pieces, just the (laughs) saddle itself. But here's the kicker. They want $500 for this no-name, very old, used saddle. Yeah, I found that a bit outrageous myself, too, but it was kind of funny that they tried to get that much for it. (laughs) Oh, my God. Did you call them, Diane? Did you call see if they sold it? (laughs) <laughs> that's the thing you always got to call those and find out hi do you still have that available yes we do well i'll tell you why because uh, that's worth fifty dollars yeah, uh, maybe buy that at the <laughs> antique store <laughs> well read diane well read she's so perky yeah I mean, she was very perky she made us yeah. look like we're we're boring and lazy drab and boring yeah. yeah all right amy sent the next one in and this comes from Oh, God. Horses and Horse Tack Discussion Group in Kentucky. God, there is a group for everything. There is a Facebook group for everything. <laughs> ISO, Paint, Palomino, or Gray Type Colors. Under the age of 10, super quiet with little get up and go is fine. Price preferred 5K and under. And somebody underneath it wrote, I have a half Frisian black and white paint mare. <gasps> <gasps> is that the one I almost bought? It might be. <laughs> The one from the other day. You have to listen to the other day to hear about it. Amy! <laughs> oh, my God. That's funny. <laughs> Matt that person this. bought the baby at the black and white paint mare that, that was bred to a Frisian. Oh, my God. Fantastic. <laughs> uh, Matt sent this one in, and it's a, oh picture, my God. it's a picture of a very old round bale. I mean, very old round bale. Uh, it says, uh, the ad is, one round bale, $30 or best offer, as is, where is, how is. First come, first serve, located in Damascus, Maryland. No idea how old or what cutting. I could tell you I, how old. I have about, an idea. <laughs> yeah, about 10 years and about the 15th cutting. Uh, yeah, this has been sitting around a while. Don't even feed it to your cows. This is bad. That's bad. And, and yeah. $30, that's like, that's a pure cow cutting, not just a... Not just a regular old... Throw this in the burn pile, people. That's burn pile. (laughs) Uh, Anna sent the next one in. Anna, and this is uh, Trail Riders in Missouri Classifieds. 
Trail Riders in Missouri classifies. Two Geldens, 14, three hands, needs tune-up, ride in last year, 18 years old, would like to go together, black. One has papers. Huh? Oh, there's the photo. It's a beautiful photo of two horses with faces in buckets on the on the gate. <laughs> you can't even see, see the faces. <laughs> could she have waited to oh they're out with cows too so they're cow friendly by the way um yeah. but yeah but couldn't she have taken the picture when the horses weren't eating and their they heads like were cows. out of the yeah. buckets oh well <laughs> can't be bothered to take no pictures well the next one rachel sent in and this is our oh my god this, oh, is, <laughs> this is awesome this is our trailer of the week um it is a very long very old <laughs> This is one of gooseneck those 10,000-pound steel gooseneck <laughs> Would you like trailers. to tell everybody what color they painted the entire thing? Well, you know, I didn't really get into it with Lucas as a child, but if you are a parent, you know who Barney is. Barney <laughs> yes. the dinosaur. And this is the exact color of Barney, the purple. The entire trailer <laughs> is colored a very purpley purple. Why do you think uh, they picked this purple? Well, I mean, why not? You're going to see I, it coming down the road. There's no question about that. <laughs> I kind of like it uh, just because, you know, if the world was all the same, then it'd be really boring. But um, <laughs> <laughs> this is the ad, though. They address the color in the ad. Large four horse straight load GN with huge tack area. Can haul large horses. PM me for additional photos. And, it, and I got to give them credit. They actually had the trailer sitting on concrete. You can see the tires. They have air in them. Yeah. And then it goes on. Comes with a gallon of paint to take it back to white. <laughs> Do you think they had it up for sale for a long time? And people were saying, I'm not buying your purple trailer. And they're like, oh, you know, we'll, we'll buy you paint. You can paint it. What struck me about that is it's going to take a hell of a lot well, more than a gallon. gallon. <laughs> Things 40 God. foot long. <laughs> it's amazing. Amazing. <laughs> it's going to take 12 coats to cover up the purple, too. I gotta yeah, tell you. no, you need 47 <laughs> gallons of white paint. But... You know, you do you, boo. Yeah. Uh, Jessica sent the next one in, and this is from Facebook, she says. ISO heathen donkey. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, this is fantastic. Um, on the hunt for the meanest effing donkey in Texas. I'm looking for a donkey to live with our cows to ward off whatever sneaky critter is lurking in the bush and lighten up our cattle dog at night, creating serious <laughs> sleep deficiency in the human herd. I want a donkey that's never seen a halter and likely has a rap sheet in another state. <laughs> I want a donkey that's gnarly and mean spirited. The kind of donkey that a nice family from any town, rural America would not feel in the least guilty tossing to the curb. So if you have that sort of donkey lurking around in your back 40 or your front yard, give me a call. <laughs> I think some donkeys just found a home and a job. I do. You could go to the BLM adoption and pick one from yeah. there. <laughs> Those have never seen no halter. Yeah, they got plenty of them over there. Claire sent the next one in. This is uh, Draft Mayor. I don't know what this is from. Uh, so it says... Are you sure you want to read this? Why? It's a first run cross. I love okay, you wrong. have to read it the way that it's written. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, it's kind of got a lot of <laughs> lack of punctuation. Punctuation all the wrong places, I'm thinking. Hi, I have the most beautiful Percheron Crossmare, eight years old, safe to drive and to write to a good home only. Selling for a chance, a chance chi of my life fickly, fickly, $4,000, no photos, F-O-T-O-S, at this time. Chanchly, chance chi. For a chance chi of it's, my it's life. It's chance chi, but it's also fikakali. Fikakali? I don't even understand what they're trying to say in that sentence. They're selling for, for a, a chance chi of my life fikakali. No idea. C-I-C-A-L-Y. $4,000, though. They got money. I'm proud of you, buddy. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. And and you it will write to your house, W R I T E. Uh Beth for I the last buy one the here. First round cross there, eight years I know old. you do. It's safe to drive. It's safe to drive and it writes. It w -R -I -T -E. writes too. Yeah. It's intelligent. <clears throat> <Okay. laughs> 
Beth sent the last one in, and like, like she's been sending it in for how long, Glenn? Oh, about 10 years. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think she's been I sending ads. God love her. She needs to win something. Uh, 21-year-old Arabian gelding. Actually, not win anything because then she'll keep sending it. Yeah, that's so, true. So there you yeah, go. Yeah. Sorry, Beth. Uh, <laughs> Taysine is a 21-year-old gelding who used to be an English pleasure horse. He will WTC with no issue as soon as he gets a refresher. Doesn't... <laughs> So he will be trained as soon as you train him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Docent, kick, bite, or buck. Only thing he has ever done is he hoops. He what? And that's only BC. He had sat for two years before that. He had his 2018 Coggins and has only been moved once in 15 years. But load's okay from what I seen when I bought him. <laughs> Ask in 2000, but he comes with his winter blanket and his tax set. What's hoops? He's done any hoops. I don't know. I don't know what that means because it's a terrible ad, which is why Beth sent it in. Well done, Beth. I love this too. Twenty-one year old Arabian Hasn't been moved in fifteen years, but he loads okay from what I saw fifteen years ago. <laughs> from what I seen back when we got him fifteen years ago, he was fine. He was okay then. I'm sure he'll be fine now. Oh my god! I want to do on two thousand dollars for a, a horse that's been sitting out in the pasture for fifteen years. Yeah. That. Oh. Yeah, there you go. That's, That's a bad ad, Beth. You always find the bad ads. We appreciate it's bad that. Ad. That's I mean, really no soul. Ad. I need to go save that horse, but whatever. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is uh, where I wanted to talk about next week a little bit. We're going to have shows for you. Lisa and I will be here on Monday because Jamie's getting her surgery on Monday. And then Jamie and I pre-recorded some episodes for next week. Plus, we have the sales and a new sales and breeding episode. So we have brand new episodes for you next week. It's just a couple of them we had to pre-record because Jamie thinks she's going to be kind of out of it on pain meds. Uh, after her surgery on Monday. So, yeah, uh, I don't yeah. even know what time it is. They're supposed to call me today and tell me when it is. It'll, hopefully, it's first thing in the morning because remember, you have to not eat or drink after nine o'clock at night. So, you don't want your surgery at two o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, that would suck. Yeah, it sucks. Trust me, I had to go through that a few times. So, yeah, you want it first thing in the morning. That's what you're voting for. Think good thoughts. Put it in the put it in the world, Jamie. Thanks, buddy. Uh, we're gonna have a quick post show though. I have a quiz to give Jamie, and it's about tattoos. So oh we're gonna do that in the post show today. I found it and said I have to ask Jamie or have Jamie take this quiz. Uh, have a terrific weekend, everybody. Be safe. All right, Spain neuter geld. Thanks, Debbie Horsemanship Radio, for letting us borrow the uh, interview. 